welcome in the last past four days, we've been looking at the pastor as a smart leader, as part of our series on pastoral leadership. And so far, we looked at the pastor as a smart thinking leader, the pastor as a smart talking leader, the pastor as a smart tasking leader, and the pastor as a smart timing leader. Today, to conclude for the week, that from Monday, I'll come and look at the last four of our 30-day series. To conclude for the week, I want to look at the smart teaming pastor. How important is team building for the pastor? Here is what I want to share with you. You know, Matthew 4, from the verse 18 to the verse 21, this is what the Bible says. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. The first thing Jesus did after the 40 days and 40 nights of fasting was to start building team for his assignment. Because Jesus realized that the most important thing you need as a leader for your assignment is to be able to assemble the right balance of people to help you do it. So he decided to build teams. Remember when the Pharaoh at the time of Joseph had a dream and he couldn't interpret the dream. He assembled a team headed by Joseph to help him interpret the dream and then help him implement a strategy to make the dream a reality. So you having people around you and building team is very important. Building team is very important. Next week, I will look at the team building skills of pastors. But today, allow me to quickly summarize the smart teaming pastor, what they do, what a smart teaming pastor does. Number one, the smart teaming pastor in building a team, the first thing he does is that he plans the team assignment. Before bringing anybody to your team, you must understand the team assignment and plan it very well. This is what you are going to do. As a person who does a lot of conferences and travel around, there have been a few occasions where I've poorly planned the team assignment and I've just put people on the team for us to go. They have created a lot of problems. When you need them to get up for prayer, they'll be sleeping. When you need them to be fasting, they'll be complaining that they're hungry. When you need them to be working around the clock throughout the whole night, they'll be saying they want to sleep. So it's not, it's not everybody that has the capacity for every assignment. So every team assignment, you must select a group of people who have the skills and the capacity to do it. You see, team building is not assembly of people. It's assembly of skills to, uh, to fulfill a certain assignment. The people are the tools that you are using to fulfill that assignment. And they must have the skills that make them that tool. The reason why a cutlass is a tool is because it can cut a grass. If you take somebody as a tool for your assignment and the person doesn't have the skill, that will let the person help you achieve it. The person will become a problem for you. Gideon in going to wage a battle. God gave him a strategy. Tell all those who are afraid to go home. A huge number went home. He gave another instruction to be able to identify all the fools from among them and also ask them to go home. He had over 30,000 people. By the time he finished, there were only 300. What the 300 people were able to achieve, 
those 30,000 people might not have been able to achieve it. Might not be able to achieve it. So the right people based on the right assessment of the team work is crucial. And that's what smart teaming pastors do. Number two, they organize the team. They organize the team. They organize the team. So everybody in the team knows what they have to do, knows when they have to do it, knows how they have to do it. No, they know everything. Everything is so organized. A place for everybody and everybody for a place on the team. That's what smart people do. And then smart pastors, that's why they build their teams. And then they control the team members. There are rules and regulations that ensure that the right behaviors are cultivated. Because success, the success of a team, apart from the skills, the skills must be driven by success behaviors. Without those success behaviors, you cannot become successful. So there are people who skill, they are very skillful footballers who never became successful. The reason why they did not become successful is because they couldn't drive their skills with the right set of behaviors. So you put in control mechanisms that will cause people to develop the right set of behaviors on the team. Reward good behaviors and reprimand bad behaviors. Sometimes the reward of good behavior is you reprimanding bad behaviors. So control your team. Don't let people just do what they want to do. Have rules, have regulations and let them follow it. Even though you want to be flexible, but that flexibility must have its parameters. Because when people enter into your team, they push the walls to see where the resistance level is. If there are no resistance level, they will keep pushing. So ensure that. The next is motivate the team because that is what smart teaming leaders do. They motivate the team. They motivate the team by recognizing the achievements, by respecting them, by giving them the right rewards, by building good relationship with them. The team will feel motivated and they will work because you need people to go extra mile. So smart team leaders know to get people to go the extra mile, they learn how to motivate the team. Then manage team conflicts before they escalate. Don't, don't run away from managing team conflicts, especially when you have to pass judgment. Face them and pass the judgment and manage the team conflict. But in managing team conflict, it might not be win-lose situation. Smart teaming leaders go for the win-win situation. Each person in the conflict will leave that they have not been unfairly treated. They will leave that this is a fair judgment. And then communicate effectively with your team. Communicate effectively with your team. Communicate effectively with your team. Have clear communication lines. I would suggest do what smart team leaders do. Have an open communication policy. Let people be able to walk to you and share their minds, share their hearts, share whatever they want to sh share with you. If there's too much complications in the communication lines, what happens is that by the time the person gets the chance to talk, say something to you, that would have been a history. So open the lines. Then finally, delegate responsibilities. Delegate responsibilities. If you are afraid, if you are afraid to get people to do some work and supervise them, you are finished. 
get people, trust people, trust people, develop people, and give them shared responsibilities, and that frees you to supervise them. Because they need supervisors to become effective. But if we're too busy doing what others can do better, then you are not a smart leader. Thank you, my friends, for joining me. God bless you. I'll see you for Monday, and I'll speak to you again. I love you, and I celebrate.